Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of What's Your Point, the podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Campbell, and today we're going to be talking about the sex education programs that are being implemented in our schools in America and everything that's wrong with them. Because within the past year, there's been so much stuff that has been discovered that they are teaching your children that is absolutely horrendous, disgusting, and just plain wrong. So I'm going to be talking about a few things that they've actually found in schools and how parents are reacting to this kind of situation and also kind of deep diving into the history of where sex education came from because a lot of people don't know that it started way back in like the 1950s, but there's a huge twist. So a lot of us are already at the age where we understand comprehensive sex education and, you know, how it should and shouldn't be implemented within schools. Personally, that's a discussion that parents need to have with their children. You know, parents are there to raise their kids. The teachers are not there to raise their children. Therefore, they do not need to be teaching this kind of stuff, this kind of graphic, gross stuff they are currently teaching inside schools. I don't think it needs to be taught in schools. I think it has nothing to do with getting an education in America. I think it is 100% a discussion that parents need to have with their children at the age that they are comfortable with. And age is a huge issue within this whole entire sex education program as well, because some people genuinely think that kids from kindergarten through fifth grade need to be learning this stuff. Now, I remember being in like fourth or fifth grade and they sat us down and they divided up the girls and the boys and they put us in different rooms and they made us watch like, I don't know, a 30 minute video learning about our bodies, but it wasn't graphic. It wasn't disturbing. It was Mainly just about stuff, you know, for girls and the guys learn stuff about guys. But it was age appropriate. It wasn't graphic. It didn't go too much into detail because a kindergarten through fifth grade kid doesn't need to hear any of that stuff. They don't know what that is and therefore they're too young to be learning about it. Right now in some schools, there have been many, many books that have been discovered in libraries, public libraries and school libraries of graphic depictions of sex, masturbation, oral sex, all of it. All of it is graphically depicted in these books and they're finding them in elementary schools. So bear with me, this episode's going to be a little bit graphic, but that's basically the purpose because this is the kind of stuff that they're talking about with your kindergarten through fifth grade kids. So I'm reading an article here and it says that there was a school board in Wisconsin who voted recently to approve a highly controversial sex education curriculum that begins introducing gender ideology, sexually transmitted diseases, homosexual parents, and other topics in kindergarten. There are kids in kindergarten, you will, you're what, five in kindergarten? There are no five-year-olds in this entire world that need to be learning about this kind of stuff. This is the exact kind of indoctrination that we are talking about. And Wisconsin isn't the only state to be doing this. Now, it shows some images, but obviously I can't show you these on the podcast, which by the way, we may be moving to an actual show soon. So stay tuned for that. This is also a very good example of why you should homeschool your kids because teachers are not being teachers at this point. Teachers are indoctrinating your children. They are teaching stuff from their own personal agenda. They are not sticking to the classic school education curriculum that, you know, somebody like me learned and somebody like, I don't know, our parents learned. And it's only going to get worse from here. So basically, this is known as the human growth and development curriculum. And the materials include images of naked adults and children and babies that critiques have described as soft porn. The controversial sex education program also seeks to blur or eliminate gender distinctions while normalizing homosexuality, transgenderism, confusion, and more. And that's the 
perfect word to use for this. All you are going to do is heavily confuse these children. They don't need to eliminate gender distinctions, but they're doing that and you see that every day. They want to take away gender roles. They want to make it to where they them pronouns are the only things that you use because, oh my God, a woman can't be a woman and a man can't be a man anymore. But starting this fall, the Wisconsin kindergartners apparently learned about HIV and other sexually transmitted diseases. They also learned about gender as well as homosexual relationships and families, which they will be taught are equal to heterosexual relationships and families. Like I've always said, if you have to normalize something, it is not normal and it will never be normal. So as part of this whole sex education scheme, the teachers are supposed to explain to the young children that boys can wear dresses or play with dolls. So there's really no difference between boys and girls. When they're doing the assessment and evaluation of the kindergartners after drilling them on gender ideology, one of the criteria used is do they seem comfortable stretching gender stereotypes? After that, the kids will then learn the names of male and female private parts with bizarre images that sparked fierce criticism from parents. Hmm, I wonder why. They're literally graphic images that you're showing children. But if you thought that was bad, it gets 10 times worse because they start discussing things like safer sex toy use, safer sex and lubrication, anal toys, and just disgusting stuff that I don't even want to talk about. We're only on kindergarten. By the first grade, the teachers begin full-blown indoctrination into the latest versions of gender ideology, such as define gender identity as a person's deeply held sense of a psychological knowledge of their own gender. The material says that, and then it adds that children should be told to talk to certain adults about their gender identity and sexual orientation. And just to pause right here and get a little bit off topic, I saw this thing recently. I don't remember where it was, but it was basically a poster talking about like transgender students in school. And the poster literally said, if a kid comes out to a teacher in class or is being bullied because of it, the poster blatantly claims, do not call the parents about it. Don't tell the parents that this is happening at all at school. Instead, handle it through the school because you will risk exposing or outing one of the kids to their parents. That's disgusting. They're also doing a welcoming schools lesson so that they can teach kids how to be an ally of the LGBT movement. And they claim that at school, it is important for educators to create gender expansive environments where children can be whole by expressing every part of their personality. This is first grade material. And so before the children are even 12 years old, they will be encouraged to explore whether they are homosexuals. The standards tell teachers to define sexual orientation as a person's experience of being romantically, physically, and emotionally attracted to men, women, both, or neither. This sex education curriculum for most of these grades was approved five to three. So five people voted yes, three people voted no. And this is in Wisconsin. So we've got a base take here. The American College of Pediatricians says that indoctrinating children into believing that they can change genders is child abuse. And I completely agree. You are taking children at one of the most vulnerable stages of life that they are at and manipulating them into thinking this fake ideology actually exists in this world and it's sick. Parents must protect their children from this dangerous indoctrination and abuse. And if this sort of perversion is being pushed in rural Wisconsin, it could be anywhere, including your local schools. And that's true because here in Texas, in Keller, in Midlothian, in Frisco, in all of these cities, they were finding these same books in these libraries. They were talking about gay sex, straight sex. They had graphic images in these books, and these were all found in elementary schools. And if you thought Wisconsin was bad, let's talk about California for a second. Because in a California school district, parents can't pull their kids from the new LGBT sex education. 
not only is California implementing a homosexuality sex education lesson, it's also implementing a new abortion lesson. And so far, one school district has told parents that they have no choice but to expose their children to them. California enacted the California Healthy Youth Act in 2015, but only now are its controversial provisions starting to take effect in classrooms. Under the generalized term of health, the laws say that it will equip students to develop healthy attitudes on gender and sexual orientation, among many other things. It also says it will inform students about the effectiveness and safety of all FDA-approved contraceptive methods and facilitate objective discussion in parenting, adoption, and abortion. So among all of these teaching materials that are being provided that were approved for this study, there's a study guide and a sexual health toolkit. And the sexual health toolkit includes topics such as like what we talked about earlier, safer sex toy use, safer sex and lubrication, anal toys, and so much worse. This toolkit is funded in part by, of course, George Soros, the one and only, the guy who's been banned from many, many countries and for some reason isn't banned in America. And this toolkit offers kids tips on using sex toys and anal lubricant. Lovely. Your kindergarten through fifth grade kids are learning about this kind of stuff and California says that you can't do anything about it. It defines anal intercourse, phone sex, and more as common sexual behaviors. It teaches that abstinence and virginity can mean engaging in a variety of sexual acts, but stopping short of intercourse. I have the little PDF here right in front of me. It's absolutely disgusting. It's laid out. It's got fast facts. It's got sex toy guidelines. It's got all kinds of Fun facts, that's gross. The toolkit also lists resources such as Planned Parenthood and the pro-homosexual and pro-abortion group Advocates for Youth. Please, please do what you can. Homeschool your kids because it's not getting any better. There is no saving the public education system. This is just off the rails. These people are literally insane. So moving on to Virginia, there were sexually explicit books that were put in Virginia classrooms and parents want answers. It was in Loudoun County, Virginia, and they discovered thousands of books that were placed in classrooms among the school district as part of the new Diverse Classroom Library Initiative. While most of these books focused on introducing kids to different cultures and ethnicities, parents began to discover that an alarming number of the books actually focused on sexual diversity, which contains sexually explicit language, including frequent descriptions of underage drinking, fondling, masturbation, orgasms, oral sex, sexual intercourse, sexual abuse, statutory rape, incest, and rape. That is full send what this says. I'm not going to censor it because if the little kids have to hear about this, then you guys as grown adults have to hear about this too. Even books at the kindergarten level promote LGBT ideology through books such as My Princess Boy, which was designed to introduce five and six-year-olds to the harmful idea that they can change their gender. Another book, called Heather Has Two Mommies, denies the need for fathers and ignores the loss a child might feel over having no relationship with his or her father. And we can see that very clear in society that girls and boys who grow up without a father figure tend to turn out absolutely miserable, insane, depressed, drug users, all of the above. They're just off the rails. If you don't have a father figure, if you don't have a mother figure, you're missing out. Other titles include, but are not limited to, Prince and Knight, second grade book, Beyond Magenta, Transgender Teens Speak Out, Some Girls Bind, Weird Girl and What's His Name, 
positively feature statutory rape between a young boy and his boss in a relationship between a girl and her teacher and being jazz my life as a transgender teen and i don't know if you guys remember that but i'm pretty sure jazz was on dr phil at one point it was a big thing back in like i don't know 2015 or something it was like the first teenage boy to transition into a girl and everybody freaked out. The content in these books is very graphic and the language is so obscene that when parents read passages out loud at a recent school board meeting, board members who supported the books protested that the meeting wasn't an appropriate setting to hear such language. I'm sorry, but if school board members don't think that it's an appropriate setting to hear such language, what makes you think that you can sit there and read it to a freaking three-year-old? Not only is the content of these books grossly inappropriate, but what equally is bad is the secretive and unaccountable manner in which the Diverse Books Initiative was implemented, as well as the clear intent to cut parents out of their own children's formation when it comes to topics of sexuality, which is the first thing that I said when we started this episode, was that your parents need to inform you on this. That is the only adult that needs to be talking to you about this is your own parents. So the whole reason that this mess became a thing in Loudoun County was because parents received an email at the beginning of the school year from the school district announcing its new diversity statement and the accompanying diverse classroom library initiative. And their initial thought was great. We love diversity. But upon digging into the massive book list, several parents were alarmed by some book descriptions. But now it's full of these books. Not only do parents have no idea what their children happens to pick up and read during the school day, but kids aren't even allowed to bring the books out of the classroom. Which, I will say, you know, we weren't allowed to bring our books out either. But one time in fourth grade, I stole a Goosebumps book from my teacher's library. I brought it back. I brought it back. Don't arrest me. But I was in fourth grade, and I really, really liked the Goosebumps book. I had every single one of them, and I took it, and I read it, and I brought it back. So, I'm sorry, Ms. Vest, if you hear this, I'm sorry. And so, even though these books aren't a part of the curriculum, a board member at the latest October meeting in Loudoun County pointed out that nothing prevents a teacher from selecting one of the books to include in their lessons plan, even though it's not part of the district-mandated curriculum. Other important facts came to light at this meeting as well. According to a testimony by an assistant superintendent for instruction, Loudoun County Public Schools staff has not even read the diversity books. The books were instead selected by various specialists and library experts, including some sort of third-party book selection agency. And this reminds me of a thing I just heard on the news not too long ago. I mean, these schools are bringing in these third-party specialists and experts, and there was a situation in, I believe it was Illinois, maybe, where they've implemented a, like, after-school satanic club and Tucker Carlson had this guy on and they were talking right. about it. Tucker right. asked them, hey, what are these, like, where do you get these specialists that are teaching these kids this stuff? And they're like, well, we, we teach them ourselves. It was like the satanic guy. It's like, what? What gives you the right to do that? What gives you the authority to do that? Absolutely nothing. So a lot of the parents in Loudoun County, to put it short, are not happy about any of this. Now, the parents do want to be able to discuss these topics with their kids, but the nature of the classroom libraries ensured that the parents and the community were kept in the dark about what their kids were taking in for as long as possible. The burden is first placed on the children to bring up these sensitive topics with their parents if they had seen or read something that they were confused or even embarrassed by. Then, the burden is placed on the parents to read the books, file a complaint at the school level when the policy was implemented district-wide, and then go through an appeal process if the school principal decides to keep the book. 
While the parents ideally work towards having an open and trusting relationship with their kids so that they can come to them when they have a problem, the reality is that the Loudoun County Public Schools is introducing a serious barrier to parents' ability to guide the moral education of their own children. Morality does not get to fall on a teacher and a kid in the classroom. Morality lies within a parent and a child. You raise your kids, you have them, you teach them what morality is. It is not the job of anybody else. And while the parents do have an opt-out option for family life education, there's no way for them to opt their own children out from accessing these books that range from dangerous gender ideology to basically softcore porn. So here's a story from Texas. This happened in a Texas school. So the article claims this happened in Leander Independent School District. And basically a video went viral where a mom in Texas was tearing into a local school board over sexually explicit content in schools that she called depraved and then raged over pedophilia being made available to fourth graders. You can see in the video that she's yelling at these school board members. So the book that she's talking about is called Lawn Boy, and she read some pages from the book, but it's written by Jonathan Evision, and I'm sure you guys want to go look that up real quick. You can see some of the pages that are in it. She proceeds to read some of the pages from the book, which I will not read, because it is absolutely disgusting. But the mother is rightfully angry and goes on to accuse the school of sexual harassment, claiming, what sort of educational environment do you think the sexually graphic book selections create for my children or for any other children for that matter? She added, in addition, I'll share with you the exceptional quality of vocabulary. She stopped counting on page 66 after they said fuck 44 times and I don't even know what that word is, 41 times. That's disgusting. In a fourth grade book, are you fucking kidding me? Parents at the meeting were harassed and security tried to quiet and contain them, but they were not having any of it. So the Leander Independent School District claims the book is not taught in any classrooms and is only available to some students through the campus library, according to the news. This echoes similar claims in Ohio, where a mayor demanded that five members of a local school board resign over providing sexually explicit materials in classrooms. The Leander police noted that two parents have filed reports about obscenities in the book and the department is now investigating it. The results of their investigation will be turned over to the criminal investigation department or a prosecutor. Students as young as 13 in the Leander Independent School District in Austin, Texas, have been exposed to graphic sexual content as part of their coursework, including graphic verbal depictions of gang rape and other sexual acts. Students told their parents about what they were being taught, which started a firestorm. Parents immediately went to the school over the issue and were harassed for it. They were allegedly called religious zealots, bigots, racists, and dicks. That sounds like a normal conversation with any liberal I come across. That's the only words they know how to spew out in the middle of a conversation. They had hundreds of people anonymously messaging them and yelling anti-Christian messages at these parents. This says some of the people speaking out have received anonymous cardboard penises in the mail with anti-Christian messages on them, names such as cunt, another parent reported, and others even received dead animals on their porches. This is evil. This is just evil. But the parents are not backing down. There's many, many tweets backing this up. I'll read you some of these tweets that are in this article. Somebody said, please tell me whoever was responsible for this was fired and is facing criminal charges. Someone in the school needs to go to jail for child abuse slash pornography. Somebody else said, mama bears ain't taking this crap. When the laws or the authority do not protect the innocent, it becomes irrelevant and people will do what they have to do. This mom claims that she pulled her kids out of public school and these people need to be locked up. I agree. This tweet says, In the 50s, there was a film that was shown to boys to warn them about strange men being overly friendly. She'd go back to showing those old informational films in schools. 
The text she reads from the book is more like porn than a cautionary tale. Completely gross. This is what I mean by I say I wish we could go back to the 50s and the 60s. You know, that viral video that popped up on everybody's For You page had about 3 million views of everybody getting mad at me for claiming, why can't we live in the 50s and 60s? This is the exact reason why. Because they didn't put up with this bullshit back in the day. They didn't put up with the homosexual agenda being taught in schools. They didn't put up with the transgender gender theory bullshit being shoved down your throat. None of that was okay back in the 50s and the 60s. And I stand by my statement. This last tweet says, what is going on? The school board calls the cops to keep the peace or for protection. Is the school board not able to defend its own argument against parents for teaching depraved curriculum without security for themselves? Surely they recognize they're in the wrong. Exactly. Let's rewind a little bit and talk about where exactly sex education came from. There was this man named Alfred Kinsey, and he was an American biologist, professor of entomology and zoology, and a sexologist who in 1947 founded the Institute for Sex Research at Indiana University, now known as the Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex, Gender, and Reproduction. And, you know, on the surface, there were a lot of rich people, a lot of rich men backing this man up claiming that he did no wrong, he was just teaching education. But when you deep dive into the history of this disgusting man, you will actually see and be exposed to his true agenda. Now, his main goal was to demonstrate the commonness of things like sex before marriage, masturbation, and homosexuality. He did many, many studies over that. Between 1938 and 1956, when he passed away, Kinsey and his research team conducted more than 17,000 face-to-face interviews with a diverse group of people, college students, prostitutes, and even prison inmates about their sexual experiences. His most notorious study was an interview he had in 1944 with someone whose history of sexual encounters with men, women, boys, girls, animals, and family members, which took 17 hours to record. Now, not only did Kinsey fail to report this man, but it was also later revealed that he pretended that the data taken from his source included extensive documentation of the sexual responses of young boys, and it came from multiple sources. The results of all 17,000 interviews were published in two separate books, which were called The Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, which came out in 1948, and then The Sexual Behavior in the Human Female, which came out in 1953. And both of these books are bestsellers for some reason. Now, almost 50 years after these reports were published, there was a lady named Judith Reisman who authored a book in 1990 called Kinsey, Sex, and Fraud. And she claims that Kinsey is to blame for the skyrocketing incidence of all the social pathologies afflicting us today, like divorce, abortion, sexual promiscuity, sexually transmitted diseases, illegitimate births, cohibition, pornography, homosexuality, rape, child molestation, sexual crimes of all types, family breakups, endemic violence, etc. And she even alleges that Kinsey was a pedophile himself, and there are many, many sources that back this up as well. He aided and abetted the molestation of hundreds of children in order to obtain data on child sexuality. That's fucking disgusting. Now, the Kinsey Institute, of course, rejects these claims, but the doctors that worked with him admit that Kinsey obtained information about children's sexual responses from a few of his adult male research subjects, one in particular who had been involved in sexual activity with a child. That's all you need to know about what this man was involved with and the type of effect that this has had on how they teach sexual education in schools today. This man is the most disgusting man in all of history that I have ever heard of, and he is to blame for all of the gross 
disgusting things that are being taught in schools today because he started it. And everybody seems to be okay with it. Not everybody. Some of the parents, all of the parents should be rebelling against the school districts, yelling at them in school board meetings and bringing this to attention because this isn't something that parents should stay quiet about anymore. This isn't something that anybody should stay quiet about anymore. This is something that needs to be talked about on the news, just like they were talking about it tonight. So overall, I'm sure now you have a clear sense of what is actually happening within the school districts, not even bringing in the whole diversity stuff that they're talking about in schools, critical race theory, teaching that white people are evil and bad. That's a whole other episode that we can get into. This has been long enough just to explain the sexual education programs that they are implementing within schools, and it's not okay and it's not going to slide. So parents, you need to get up, get off your ass, do not let the school boards be implementing this stuff in your schools. Talk to your children. You need to be the leaders of morality within their lives. You don't need to let a teacher do it. And for the conservative parents out there, I know you're trying your best. If you have to pull your kids out of school and homeschool them, so be it. Because this public school system is not getting better. To all the left-leaning and democratic parents out there, fuck you. Fuck you for literally letting this stuff slide in schools between kids age 5 to like 13. This is not okay. You are manipulating and abusing these children, and it's not going to slide. This is probably the most heated I've been on one of these episodes as well. But I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode because it is a very, very important episode. And it goes over stuff that needs to be talked about. I hope that it brought a clear vision to everything happening in the world. I'm just not okay with it. I really don't even have any more words left because it's it makes me sick to my stomach. But thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're following me on my main Instagram at the Kaylee Campbell and the podcast Instagram at What's Your Point Podcast. Like I said earlier in the episode, we're going to be moving to a show layout soon, and I'm really excited to start that. That's going to look awesome. It's going to be a super chill vibe where we talk about really heated stuff, so that may balance out the episodes pretty well. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next week.